0: Oh, hello, said she. Would you like to follow me? We can go real slow down to where the lava lilies grow. Come along. Follow me. with me Hello everybody. I'm Trudy Lee Richards from the community of Silo's Message in Portland, Oregon. And this is the third episode of The Day of the Winged Lioness, our podcast on rebelling against death. Today we'll be weaving in and out of time and space together as you listen to me speaking across thousands of miles with my good new old friend, Sulema Fernandez, a young writer, entrepreneur, interdisciplinary artist, and fellow aspiring immortal from Madrid, Spain. And our voices will be reaching you wherever you happen to be in that free floating moment that will then be your present, but is now still our future. In a moment, I'll introduce Sulema, But first, I need to tell you about Jose, Jose Luis de Leonardo Ferrer, another good new old friend. Both Sulema and I met Jose, who currently lives in Chile, because of a book he wrote. The book, a novel called Hacedor de Sentido, Maker of Meaning in English, Is a gripping tale of suspense and intrigue that follows two young people halfway around the globe as they strive to fulfill their vital mission of recovering and safeguarding certain essential knowledge that holds the key to the ongoing evolution of humanity. Since its publication a few years ago, the book has inspired a growing number of young people across the Spanish-speaking world to take a radically new look at life a positive, life-affirming look, a look of friendliness with oneself and the world. Many are now participating in an online community that meets regularly with the author to talk about the themes in his book and to learn to work together for personal and social transformation. Their great aspiration is to contribute to humanity's making a qualitative leap. When word about all this reached me through the grapevine, I was intrigued. These are the kind of young people I'd like to see at the helm of the human future. So I began to think about inviting one of them to talk with me on this podcast. After all, what better way to rebel against death than to contribute to our species making a qualitative leap in consciousness. Then, coincidentally, Jose contacted me about translating the book into English, a project that is now in process. So I asked him if anyone in his community might like to speak with me, and he immediately put me in touch with Sulema. Now between me and the beautiful young woman who is Sulema, there are veritable chasms of difference. Not only do we have 9,000 miles between our physical bodies and nine hours between our time zones, we have more than five sets of nines between our ages not to mention the differences in language, culture, and life experience. And on top of that, on the day of our meeting, my mind happened to be happily wandering, so I ended up being 10 minutes late to find Sulema waiting in perplexity. But she was quite cheerful and understanding, and so we finally got the meeting going. And I felt a bit as if we had stretched a rope across a yawning gulf, and at each hauled ourselves across, hand over hand, so we could finally meet in the middle and have our conversation hanging together over the void, which is, of course, the only place one can truly talk about the things that really matter. And it turned out that we resonated beautifully with each other, which is hardly surprising, since, like all human beings everywhere, we're very much the same inside. As once said, when someone asked him how they could be like him, you go deep inside you and I go deep inside me and there we shall meet. One last thing before we get into my conversation with Sulema, I need to apologize in advance for any unclarity in the sound a certain amount of static that was zigzagging its way around through the air somewhere between portland and madrid seems to have found its way into our conversation and although i've done my best to prune most of it out a crackle does intrude here and there hopefully however you'll find the fruit of our conversation tasty enough to put up with the occasional prickle so without further ado here is our conversation Hello. (laughs) Hi, Sulema. I'm so glad you could make it. It's lovely to meet you at last. So let's get right into our theme, rebelling against death. I understand you participate in Jose's community, which is, of course, all about that. Can you say something about how you got involved and what made you want to participate? And anything else you'd like to share about how you deal with the idea of death?
1: Yes, a friend talked about Jose's meetings, so I went to that meeting and from the first time I thought, I love these people, they're incredible and I feel them so familiar. I feel it's a group where you can be authentic, where you can be emotionally transparent and you can share without (laughs) feeling like you are a, a crazy person or something. Because you know that in our society it's like really strange to talk about some topics. Yeah. And I think death is one of of them. Like it's a taboo, it's called in English. Yeah, it is. And uh, that is why I'm so happy to be here talking about one of the most important taboos. Because I think talking about death makes us feel aware of life. And if we are trying to avoid that topic we are avoiding one part of the life which is very relevant
0: yeah mm-hmm. I totally agree so what else can we say about that it's like death it's, it's like everywhere around us I mean here in the United States we have almost every day a new mass shooting not to mention the pandemic there's so many examples everywhere and most people I think just don't know how to deal with those ideas and so they want to run away from them. What is it that you do in your life to keep from wanting to just run away from death?
1: What helps me face death topic is I like to think about who we are because I think that the most scary idea about death is that we think that who we are disappears. Ah, So I think that we are something more than our human character. Yeah. And we identify so, so much with that character. We think that all we are is that character. And when we die, we die. Yeah. In my opinion, there is something more that transcends that death and that that energy, it only transforms. I think that we all live so without knowing who we truly are, that we think we are, we are going to die uh, fully. And maybe what dies is our character, but not the consciousness that yeah. lives through that character.
0: When you mm-hmm. say character, you're talking about Suleyma.
1: Like, through the Richard that lives in the United States and have I don't know how many years, but... Plenty. <laughs> yes, that's a part of who you are, but it's not... The most important part, in my opinion. Yeah. But I think we are very educated in doing doing a lot of things, getting lots lot of, uh, I don't know, a house, a good work. And, and mm-hmm. we always run away from ourselves. It's like think less and get more things. I don't want to face that shadow, that death, that let's um, do I, another thing. What
0: happened in your life that you came to this approach to death? Maybe you're born that way. I don't know. But I think we all have important experiences that move us toward facing the things we don't want to face.
1: Well, there are many experiences I can tell you, but since I was little, I felt presences, like energy that you feel like entities at night. And like any child, I was afraid at night and told my parents, I feel like there's someone in my bedroom that's watching me at night, uh, that, that typical thing. And when I continue growing, mm-hmm. I feel felt, I felt them more and more and more. I also started to feel the person's energies and have the telepathic experiences. But that is less important that this experience I'm going to tell you that is that A few times when I was younger, I was, for example, at the bus. Suddenly I felt like I was one with all the people surrounding me. We were one. We were connected in a way, invisible in some way and visible in another. And it was completely impossible to cut that connection. And I felt like so much love and Peace And I I only could cry of Mm. happiness because I wasn't looking for that experience. It just occurred like a flower bloomed. And I have it other times and I felt that I wasn't crazy. And I started finding other people that told me, yes, I also felt that in some moments of my life. Like there is something more. Okay, that that feeling, that feeling. And started growing, growing. And I started investigating about spirituality, God, uh, energy, and so on. Yeah, I love what you're saying. I think we can all
0: relate to that. Even if we haven't had exactly that kind of experience, always there's some feeling that there's more. Silo says... Never imagine that you are enchained to this time and this space. You know, whether we just saw something beautiful in nature, we felt at one with nature, or we're watching a movie and something moved us, listening to music, whatever can carry you into that deeper place or that higher place or that whatever, that rounder place. <laughs> I think it's, it's within reach of everybody. Unfortunately, the word spiritual has gotten a bad rap. No, no, not into spirituality because it is associated with escape from reality maybe or um, religion, organized religion, which has a lot of problems for some people, for many people. But when we talk about spirituality, for me, it's it's just the only word I can find for going to that aspect of our lives that seems like it just has to go on like my brother said to me the other day he for many years told me that he really didn't think there was anything after we die but i went to visit him in california and it was so wonderful to see him after this whole pandemic and being stuck never being able to see anybody else So I went to see him and it was just a lovely, lovely experience. And as we were leaving, he just suddenly said to me, you know, there are these people that think that everything ends when you die, but that's impossible. And then he said it again, it's impossible, (laughs) which I absolutely feel. And there's no scientific justification for this, of course, although maybe the Quantum physicists are coming close to that these days. I don't know.
1: Yes, we are surrounded by this idea, know that uh, there is nothing more. But if there is nothing more, why we are constantly feeling that there is not enough with yeah. ourselves, with our lives, and we are constantly trying to fill that void that paradoxically we can't feel. We cannot feel, Yeah. Maybe we can feel it if we observe it and accept it. And we live on it, like um, inhabit that void. But we are constantly doing the, the other way around. That's why so many people are saying, no, there's nothing more. But my life is empty, has no sense. Uh, I don't know yeah, who yeah. I am. I'm at uh, drugs. That's my confirmation that there's, of course, something more. But when we are saying there's something more, it's a tricky idea. Everything is, and it's not separated in reality. That's what quantum physicists prove. That it's all a unified field and everything is is interconnected. So separation is only a perception that can be replaced for another perception. We're always talking about belief systems more than one truth or another.
0: Yes, right.
1: We are educated in separation. Yes, and spirituality teaches us to integrate, unification. So it's not I'm a spiritual or not a spiritual. There's something more, or no, there's no more. We have all that it, it can be, all that it is. You are. Everything is. We are educated in separation, earth things, heaven things, for example, or spirituality things. But the most spiritual thing. It's the earthly thing. Yes. What I wanted to add is that we can think about a movie. When you are seeing a movie, you forget you are the observant of that movie. If you are aware, you are observing, mm-hmm. you're going to find that there is an observant there that transcends your body and that it's in your body. It's not somewhere else. It's all here. God is here. Life and death is here. Everything is here, all the times and and everything. So if someone wants to go deeper, observe the observant, and then you will experience that you are farther from time, farther from space, and then farther from death. That's my experience, but it has to be experienced. If not, it's just another belief. Yeah, very beautifully put. It reminds me of a dream I had last
0: night. It was on a planet where everyone was oppressed and there was no freedom. There were all these guards controlling everybody's movements. You do something wrong and get tortured at the drop of a hat. But this was not a nightmare because I was there, but I was just observing. I was looking, watching, seeing how, how can I best approach these angry people just in a neutral way that recognizes them and connects with them. And by doing that, I stayed okay in the dream and I was never frightened. It was just more of a, how interesting what this situation is and how we can be alive in the world. Because we can do the same thing here, waking consciousness.
1: Yes. And Rudy, I recommend to observe how you are the other. The other human being, the other flower, the other mountain, the other everything. Observe how you are one with the other. Yeah. That both are the same life, same something that cannot be explained in words. But when you are with nature mm-hmm. or with any creature, then you also experience that you are far from death, that you transcend it. So it's about observing, observing, being aware. And it's beautiful, it's beautiful to experience that. But at the same time, truly, I don't know if you agree, but a part of our human being. It's afraid yeah. to die. We have to accept we are here also to experience that fear, That's... that life game. It's nothing uh, wrong with feeling uh, fear, but let's be aware to not live for avoiding to die. S- let's embrace it. Exactly. Imagine if we could
0: even learn to see our death as a great gift, not because we're finally gone and they don't have to put up with us anymore. But because dying really is the ultimate act of giving. I mean, they say she gave her life. We spend our lives giving ourselves to the world through our actions. And then finally, the body is given all it can. And that's when we die. So death is maybe the most sacred gift of all.
1: Yes. I'm really grateful for being here with you talking about this beautiful... A topic, because I think it's one of the most important topics we can talk about all our life. I'm passionate about it, uh, Trudy, so I could stay here talking with you like uh, two two years. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> we could yeah, continue.
0: I too am really grateful to be here, because when you were saying you look at nature and you, you are nature, or you look at another person and you are that person and I feel that with us you know you and I are one really and we just are different points of view of that one sharing from our perspective
1: yes you know when we listen we have to all agree with the other and have the same perspective it's like no I think life divides itself in different perspectives to Mm -hmm. to have that Richness to have a different experience. It's like I don't see life through the same looking no. from your eyes and from my eyes. It's like a very beautiful opportunity to be here and see life from a different looking every 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 time, right? Through sure. every being, every being, yes. absolutely every being, even
0: those that we consider terrible beings you know I believe we need to really be open to them
1: to what's really going on with them yes and even we we know these things and we are accepting and integrating them and know that our culture makes us feel that death is something sad and so on I think that when we have a loss Even if we know all these things we have talked about, we have to allow ourselves to be sad because it's like a human process. And even if you know that your loved one is more than that Mm -hmm. human body, you have to permit yourself to to live that. Sometimes with these spiritual uh, groups, I've heard, okay, so you don't have to be sad. We are all alive and we are all eternal. But it's part of of my human experience here to feel all these things. How can I accept one thing if I don't first pass the resistance? Exactly. I lost my husband
0: 11 years ago Mm -hmm. and we were married for 25 years and we were deeply happy. We trusted each other. Neither of us could imagine going on without the other one. And then it happened. And afterwards... I went through deep grief, you know, and I found that it was absolutely inseparable from the love that I have for him. Completely inseparable. It was like two sides of the same sphere, like night and day, summer and winter. Very important, very beautiful. If you can accept it, it's not easy.
1: Yes. Um, I, feel, I feel you right now so much. I, I'm trying not to cry because I feel you so, so much right now. And I feel that it's a, a gift that you transformed your process and your experience in a channel, which is this podcast, to share this huge, huge experience. I can't imagine because I haven't lived it uh, already. I am amazed about you. I am really grateful. And, and well, I'm learning right now from you because it's, it's really, I think it's really brave. Oh, thank you. But I'm afraid I have to disappoint you because
0: talking about these things isn't hard at all. In fact, it'd be much harder not to talk about them. You give me so much just from sharing your own experience and from listening to mine whether our experiences are positive or negative, it's like the sharing of it transforms it,
1: turns it all into something new, gives it new meaning. Oh, yes, yes, that's true, that's true. I think that one of the most beautiful things that I have experienced, connect with your ancestors to realize that our bodies, our DNA, our culture, all it's inherited and that all that was experience right. it's shared to the next one so you can feel that in some ways you are your ancestors too there is something that constantly remains and repeats itself, different forms yeah so there are many ways like in spain we say there are infinite paths to go to rome so yes. it happens the same with life or with death which is the same as sphere the two faces yes. that you said so yes. everyone will find its path or its different paths the thing is to find them and to experience them and to live truly our lives not wait to be something in the future or to have some goal finished to start living exactly and not
0: run away from fear to just go toward it
1: is there anything else that you'd like to add i want to thank you for these beautiful moments in the eternal constant I am grateful for feeling you inside me
2: mm-hmm.
1: and want to thank all the people that have listened to us and resonated with us and that I am open to to came here as much times as you want <laughs> I will um learn more english <laughs> through this process and we all gain we all win <laughs> sure, that's a great
0: possibility well it could be that we could start something online around this theme.
1: It would be impressive. Great, we'll
0: see what happens. And that was the end of our conversation, and perhaps the beginning of something new, something we will discover as it unfolds. Before we end, I want to play a song written and performed by Zulema. It's called Muruki Cantar Egipcio, which I believe means something like Muruki's Egyptian Song. I asked Zulema for the lyrics, and she said there are none. She just sang what came to her, and doesn't know what the sounds mean. But if I listen from my heart instead of my head, it's really not hard to understand. Mm. Again, thank you for listening. Anyone who'd like to continue the conversation with Sulema and me, feel free to contact us. My email is wingedlion at gmail.com. That's W-I-N-G-E-D-L-I-O-N at gmail.com. And Sulema is on Instagram at verdadera naturaleza. That's V-E-R-D-A-D-E-R-A. N-A-T-U-R-A-L-E-Z-A. I also highly recommend checking out her YouTube channel, Y Tu Even if you don't speak Spanish, you can enjoy more of her amazing music. If you'd like to connect with Jose, you can reach him by email at Hacedor del sentido at gmail.com That's H-A-C-E-D-O-R-D-E Sentido at gmail.com, or you can find them on Facebook. Just look for Acedor de Sentido on Facebook. For the show notes and transcript for this episode, where all this contact info is written out, visit our website, WingedLionPress.org. That's W-I-N-G-E-D-L-I-O-N-P-R-E-S-S.org. I'll leave you with some of my favorite phrases from the path in Silo's message. Do not imagine that you are alone in your village, in your city, on the earth, or among the infinite worlds. Do not imagine that you are enchained to this time and this space. Do not imagine that upon your death, loneliness will become eternal. Have a beautiful month, and see you next time. Oh, hello, said she. Would you like to follow me? We can go real slow down to where the lava lilies grow. Follow me.